everything happens for a reason sounds a little bit like it is an outside reason that has been assigned. We say everything is happening because of the vibration offering that you are setting forth. Everything that is coming to anyone is coming in response to what they've been thinking about. As you think a thought, it activates a vibration. And as you continue to think it, that vibration becomes stronger until eventually you call it a belief. A belief is just a thought you keep thinking. Hey guys, my name is Chloe and you are listening to the Self Made Podcast. This is a podcast all about self and the belief that you yourself can create your own reality. I'm so happy to bring you along on this journey with me. Here we can talk together about self-development, self-love and self-care, positivity, gratitude, mindfulness, spirituality, the law of attraction and so much more. Before we get into this week's episode, remember to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at The Selfmade Pod to stay up to date with all of our content and information about new episodes and guests. You can follow my personal journey and things I get up to at Coco Mikel on Instagram and Twitter too. Also, make sure you follow and add the podcast to your library so you never miss an episode. Hi, Pfizer. Hey, Chloe. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> good, good. What have you been up to today? I know you've been working. Yeah, it's been work. Um, literally rolled out of bed and we started working. And um, the afternoon's been pretty chill. Uh, just been like doing other bits and um, yeah, had a good lunch. I had a late lunch, but a good lunch. <laughs> That's good. I feel like sometimes when you're working from home, I feel like sometimes you can eat less. Do you find that? Because you can just get, it's like you, it's if like you're in your room or like you're in your bed, for example, you just don't even want to yeah. move. You don't even want to get up 100%. to go make food. It's weird, isn't it? It is 100%. That's me. And I'm, I'm a snacker as well. So luckily, mm. um, because I've been working from home, I'm not snacking as much, which is good because mm. the scales are happy. <laughs> that is good. That is another thing. It's like, it is easy to just be sitting all day and barely move, I feel. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so give us a little introduction to who you are and what you do. Cool. Um, so yeah, my name is Faizar. I'm 28 years old. I'm a qualified solicitor. Um, I work in the city. And on the side, I run a women's kind of networking group called HSC or Her Sister Circle. And I'm also an artist manager. Amazing. So as you said, you work in the city. How have you been finding it not going into work? Have you had, has it been quite up and down or has it been quite a straight line? Have you like hated it all the way through or quite enjoyed it all the way through? Or have you had moments where you've kind of been okay with it and then other moments where you're like, okay, I need to see people now? (laughs) So I think I have, it's been up and down, but more up than down. My only downs are kind of like when I want to have like a discussion. So, you know, sometimes when you're in an office, you'll just walk past people and you'll see someone, you'll be like, oh yeah. And then you stop for like a five, 10 minute chat. That's what I miss the most. But that's literally it. Like really, actually, that's it. I prefer waking up at like 8.30 and then getting in the shower, putting on rough as hell clothes and then just working on my desk. I love that because the commute for me is normally what I can't stand because like an hour and 15 minutes of just people being annoying. <laughs> like, so I don't miss that at all. Um, so yeah, but now it's quite up because I've got a desk now, I've got a work chair and you know, like my, my back is feeling happier and stuff like that. So other than that, I'm cool with it. I'd, I'd, I'd kind of be happy if they said, oh, two more months of this. <laughs> yeah that's good though that's good I mean I've spoken to quite a few different people who have been working from home and everyone's kind of said different stuff and I do think it is different for everyone especially if you're like more introverted or more extroverted your relationship with people and your need for that kind of human interaction is is going to be different I was also saying with my friend the other day we was having a conversation about it and I said to him like I wonder if going forward the idea of going to work will be any different because I think a lot of people have realized that for a lot of job roles, it isn't necessary to be in the office maybe every day. 
of course if you want to have like face-to-face meetings and stuff it's good and obviously I do feel like we need that human interaction but it's definitely better in a commuting sense obviously you're not having to go on that train for hours of a day and do that journey and also obviously for the environment like pollution and things like that it would mean that people are traveling less so I'm just wondering if they might kind of you know a lot of businesses might say look actually like what come in for three work at home for two or something like that like do you feel like that could work I think they will yeah 100% because if we think about especially in the city how expensive (laughs) thanks how expensive it is to rent um, property in like say for example you're in a big building with multiple floors and it's a a business per floor it's quite expensive so when you come to realize actually we don't need that much space say they've got two floors where they rent out in a serviced office building you don't need all that space you could actually cut one floor and maybe hot desk maybe make some people say oh yeah you come in monday to wednesday the rest of you come in thursday friday or just switch it up and i'm sure people will take it up because there is a lot of benefits with kind of changing the week up because it actually makes you feel better when you're not kind of expecting the same thing every single day yeah definitely definitely i I think it for me i'm the kind of person where i need a bit of variety in general anyway and that's why i've never really like the idea of having like a a job where i go to the same place of work every day has never appealed to me because i get bored so easily i would get so sick of seeing the same (laughs) the same walls and the same people and the same stuff every day do you know what i mean so yeah i think that i think that a lot of people maybe have found that yeah refreshing to kind of have different surroundings and probably thinking actually it would be nice to kind of definitely you know go in sometimes and stay at home sometimes and and stuff like that we'll see yeah I agree and like you talk about the variety I definitely do need some variety sometimes and it is quite difficult kind of doing Monday to Friday in the same place so like for example this week Wednesday I worked from my brother's house which was wonderful because I was with my niece and everything and that just changed the whole kind of trajectory trajectory of the week for me. It refreshes your outlook, like even just silly things. That's why I like going for runs because it allows me to see like different, I can take different routes and I love the gym. I do love the gym, mm-hmm. but sometimes when you go to the gym day in, day out, you see the same person as you walk in the gym, you see the same people in the gym, you know, like sometimes it just feels so repetitive. Whereas when you just switch it up a little bit, I feel like it just, yeah yeah it just makes and like we were saying actually we were having a conversation weren't we just before this about music I feel like that with music as well sometimes you need to shake up and listen to new music because it just refreshes your mind it inspires you you might see something new that you didn't see the other day or exactly or hear something new or or whatever that's it that's it and think about genres of music a genre started from one like started from a and then as people listened people picked up different things new genres were created so I think there's actually a lot more power in just changing it up. Defo, defo. And we're going to talk about switching it up a little bit, <laughs> a little bit later. But first of all, let's talk about your career at the moment. So obviously you work in the city and how did you kind of get into it? What made you want to even go for that job role? And how did it start? Um, of being a solicitor. Oh, child. It has been a long time. Like I was thinking about even just, the LPC when I did my LPC joint with a master's that was five years ago and it feels like it was only just yesterday so time has really flown but in terms of the whole journey it's a long ass journey and I will start from the beginning <laughs> so um I think the best place to start from is college because college is when I first kind of started looking at the potential of law so I basically went to Richmond I don't know if anyone ever knows that college but I didn't like it too tough. If you you know me personally, I'm quite small and I was even smaller back then. So it was just, it wasn't for me. I just felt like a little ant in a big city and I didn't like it. So I left Richmond (laughs) after a year. I got a job actually. I got a job in Waitrose. And so I wasn't even concentrating because I was already switched off college. So I wasn't concentrating. So then I had to go to another college um, for second year. I redid my first year in another college basically. And it was a good fresh start. Again, switching it up. I needed a change to kind of reset my mind. And I just said, listen, I don't know what I want to do, but these these are my results that I'm bringing to you. Tell me what I can do. What can I do with this? And they were like, yeah, well, you're definitely suited to A-levels because my grades weren't, they weren't terrible. And then I was like, okay, cool. My mum, I, I have the African parent thing, by the way. So in the sidelines, I've got the parents saying I should either be a doctor, an architect or, um, or a lawyer. 
<laughs> yeah, or an accountant. I think that was in, in there as well. So um, I definitely couldn't be a doctor because the sight of blood, I will faint for you. Like I will just do theatrical <laughs> fainting. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm not oh, about that at all. Nah, nah, not at all. Not at all. I can't stand it. Yeah. So I was like, that's out of the picture. Architecture and all that kind of stuff. Like while I am good with technical, practical stuff, I, I can't draw to save my life. I can't do any of that stuff. So I was like, nah. And accounting, I only just got good at maths. That that was by chance. I had to study the hell out of that exam. So it left it left law basically. And I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Make my parents happy, just do it. And my law teacher in college was fantastic. She was brilliant. Like I was just so impressed with how she conducted herself, how much knowledge she had, how um, she was able to take a really complex thing and break it down. So that's when I decided, oh, do you know what, let me just do this. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'm sold. You've sold it to me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and when I qualified, I remember I messaged her and I was like, this is all for you, Jane. You know, her name's Jane. This is all for you, Jane. Thanks so much. She was like, oh, oh I didn't know. <laughs> shout out to Jane. <laughs> Isn't it? Jane, shout out, man, because she did that, like, she really did that and she actually read my dissertation when I was doing my master's as well which was really helpful oh that's lovely so yeah networking good to keep your networks always keep them definitely so yeah so then I ended up doing though like I did three subjects random subjects but my main one was was law and then when it came to results day I actually didn't get the results I needed to get into the uni of my choice my first choice but my, the uni let me in like there was no condition well there was, it was conditional upon me getting certain grades but even though I didn't meet them they still let me in and that's when I just started saying that this is obviously meant to be because nothing literally clearly nothing was going to stop me from going to this uni so I went to um, Birmingham City and did law after that it was it was a long ass journey again <laughs> because the studying <laughs> to do law is long you've got to do three years I did the straight law route so I did three years in uni in Birmingham then I came back to London for the LPC for a year it's about 10 months and then when you then get a job you need to train for two years your training contract's two years long and only then do you qualify as a solicitor so it was a long ass route I don't know how many years that was but it was long and yeah so that's it I came I did the LPC not having secured a training contract yet so I paid a lot of money for it and I'm actually going to finish paying it off in September, which is fantastic. I can't wait. Amazing. I know. Amazing. Five years paid off about 18 grand. So wow. Don't even think about that number. Just, just, Literally. just put it to the back of your mind. Just forget <laughs> it. It's in the past now. <laughs> it has to be, mate. Because I'll be like, that one <laughs> You'd be crying. Oh I'm my telling God. you. And it was even like, because when I was training, I wasn't making very much money. I was on, I was on, how much was on? Started off at 16,000. Then it went up to 17,000 in my second year of training. So that's nothing. Like I literally, and I still managed to go on holidays. I managed to save a little, little. And then now I'm qualified and loving it. The money's better now. Once you qualify, the money just jumps. I think my salary jumped by like three times three. So yeah, I'm happy now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have to just you have to just be grateful. And I think you have to just accept sometimes that you have to take the long route because I think that's that's really important to remember as well that sometimes when you take shortcuts and things or you say, Oh, do you know what? That's gonna take me too long. I'm not gonna do it. I don't know. It's just sometimes you're just cheating yourself out of something that could have been really amazing. And I think if you'd have never done that, I think you'd have probably gone through your life and been like, actually I'm I mean it's never too late I always say anyway it's never too late especially things like uni because you can always go but at the same time it's like you know you would have been then however old and then you might have felt like you wasted time or things like that and I think the fact that you just was like you literally was just like look I'm gonna do this I'm actually just gonna take the plunge Trust and me. do it and it paid off and yeah I'm kind of one of those so I it's, it's really weird because I got introduced to um the law of attraction in 2000 and 12 I think it was I think it was two, 2000 no that's a lie it was 2013 and um I was at a really low point at uni I was stressed I was depressed it was horrible and then my friend was like do you not read this and I was like give me one more extra book like 
really. <laughs> <laughs> I will hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> but I read it and actually it was the most fantastic read ever, ever, ever. It was the secret. Did I say that? I don't know. It was the secret that I read. I feel like everyone would know. You didn't say it, but I even knew yeah. what you were talking about. I was like, yep. <laughs> and um, that was when I started visualising what I wanted. So like, and actually it turns out that I'd been visualising a long time before I actually realised that that was what I was doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and I knew that I wanted to be a solicitor. There was nothing that was going to stop me. You go to all the conferences, the courses, the fairs, and they're like, it's really hard. It's really competitive, blah, blah, blah. Only if the best of the best get it, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. And I was like, mm, I've heard you. Like, literally, I was like, I've heard. And I just keep it moving because yeah. that was a way, I personally think that's just a way that they started filtering people out because there is a lot of people doing a law degree Definitely. not everyone goes on to be a lawyer that's it so and I was just like nah like please I can't start something and not finish it impossible that's not me it's not it's just not me even if I try fake fake a finish there will be fin- like it will be finished <laughs> <laughs> You have to just see things out to the end. And I'm definitely guilty of that because uh, my mind can be going here, there and everywhere. And I'll even, it's not even because I'm, I'm giving up necessarily or because I'm, I'm being lazy. It's just because I will get distracted sometimes as well. So then my attention will get pulled in a different direction and then I'll leave one thing that I'm doing and then I'll um, start another thing. And then before I know it, I'm like, oh, actually, like, why did I stop doing that other thing? Yeah, <laughs> same, same. I'm like that as well. But it's like, as long as you realise, and not everyone has that trait. Not everyone actually wants to see things to the end. Some people just say, yeah, I've started it, you know, did my best, let it go now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if that's you, then absolutely cool. Nothing wrong with that. Just not me. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think that will lead us on nicely to something else I wanted to talk about, which was, <laughs> I was about to say doing too much. <laughs> which is basically me and you but yes, that, make, that, that makes it sound like it's um <laughs> it's not the way to go but no I want to talk about multiple businesses and side hustles and obviously this is relevant in terms of you know making sure you're seeing things till the end or or not getting too distracted on one so that you're not completing another and finding that balance you know time management and things like that so obviously there's quite a few things that I do but there's also quite a few things that you do as well so aside from being a solicitor tell us what else you get up to cool cool my list my list is up uh, um has actually gone up again so I'll let you know that <laughs> oh, I know I know Here we I go. don't know what's wrong with me seriously <laughs> so um me. Literally, it's, I don't. I think this is why we connect because we're always just Literally. doing the most. Like doing too much. That's what I'm saying. Doing too much. <laughs> just always doing too much. Literally. Yeah. So I also run a women's networking group called Her Sister Circle. Um, as time has gone on, it has kind of shortened to this abbreviation HSE. Most people know it as that now. Yeah. It's just a a network for women. It's actually for women of all races, all religions. I will go on to say that like, later on, that actually it's become more of a black network, but that's just because people that see, saw the demand, those are the people who wanted it. Again, this is like some long ass story. I've got too many stories. I need to share <laughs> This is, I'm going to call this episode <laughs> story time with Pfizer. <laughs> I swear, it needs to be. <laughs> no, I love it. I love so, it. Um, how did, so basically, you know, when I was talking about in college, I felt like a little, a little ant. Yeah, I didn't really have, you know, I, I just felt like everyone was bigger, everyone was more, more successful and this is this. I just never really felt like that. I never felt like I fit in anywhere. I would have groups of friends, you know, dotted around for different things, like people that I went to secondary school with, I'm still cool with some of them. People I went to uni with, still cool with them. But I don't have this one full-time friendship group. Now I do, it's changed now, but at the time I didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm, and yeah. um, I just felt, even though there were so many people around me, I still felt really, really lonely. Like, I was just like, what am I doing? Who, who is my friend? Who is my go-to person or people? And I just didn't know. So I kind of kept that in the back of my mind. It was like, you know, I really want a group where everyone just comes together. That kind of mentality that or thing that we think exists in America where all these really rich and smart people will have their own like kind of collegiate groups where they come and tell each other all the secrets to success in life. Like I really feel like that exists. I don't know if it does, but <laughs> I think there's secret societies do yeah. in there. Like, so and I think that you don't have to be super rich, you don't have to be super smart to belong to one. Why should you have to to be anything but normal? to belong to something that can actually lead to your success I don't understand that I think it should be open to anyone who's willing willing and able to kind of take on 
the the improvement of their own life so yeah that's when i just decided i was like listen i'm gonna do this got my friend to make a logo she charged me 40 pounds paid her the 40 quid and she gave me the logo <laughs> <laughs> done and then literally that was it and then i just started up um it started in my house in 2000 october 2018 i had like bare girls in my living room and we were just chatting away about different side hustles that we have things that we want to do in life different experiences that we've had loads of things and we had bare food candles it was fantastic it was just how i like a social group to be and then yeah from then on we had more sessions where we talk about home ownership we talk about money we did mood boarding so we did a session where we started mood boards and yeah that was kind of like last year and this year we've had two events before the corona lockdown and they're kind of getting like they're getting bigger and bigger in the sense that january one was probably the biggest one I've ever done Chloe you was on the panel for that one thanks girl yeah it was amazing <laughs> it was so do you know I was even thinking about it the other day because I was thinking about the fact that I was recording with you and I was just thinking back to that day and it was just it was one of those days where I feel like everyone just left feeling so positive and Literally. so like enlightened and I feel like I just I left there and I just felt like oh my god there's actually some amazing amazing women um in this world and I just yes. need to connect with all of them that I can <laughs> yeah, this is it. and that is why I put this together like that is where because I know so many sick people and those sick people know sick people do you know what I mean Definitely. like there's so many people in our network that are only like one or two people away yeah. from us that can really help us yeah so like I've and I love kind of going through Instagram and seeing that someone that attended the event liked another person that was at the event's picture, even though they don't know each other per se, but they interacted, they interacted yeah. there and then it kind of created this friendship. I love that. To me, that is fantastic because you then can call on people when you need them. Even when you don't need them, you could be like, hey, how are you? You could check up on each other. No one has to be lonely ever again if you belong here. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really important because I think people need to know that everyone deserves to feel like they belong and it's so interesting that even though you'd been through everything you'd been through you had this amazing career that you'd worked so hard for and you were still at the point where you were like I don't have that network I don't have that support group I might have you know my amazing job and my money might be good right now but I think at the end of the day we all want to feel like we belong somewhere and we need people who who really get us and and can support us because a lot of a lot of the girls and the women who are a part of the group are quite entrepreneurial entrepreneurial minded I don't know if you would agree yeah so I think sometimes when you are that way when you have other friends maybe that aren't it's weird like I do have different friendship groups and I think sometimes it's like certain friends will get certain things about your life and then other friends might not be like they might be there for you in like a relationship sense or if there's stuff going on at home or things like that or if you had maybe like a business idea you might not necessarily feel like you could go to that person you might not necessarily think that that person is going to get it or you might even feel embarrassed to tell that person because they might they might be the kind of person to be like well what do you want to do that for and then your whole thing just feels like it's just shut down before it's even begun so exactly I think having that space like at that group I know that any of them any of those girls any of those women could have spoke to any other one of them and just shared anything I feel I feel like people were just coming up to me and just asking me questions and I was just I felt comfortable just to chat to everyone because I felt like it was like such a safe space you know like no one was judging anyone like That's if you was asking a question it wasn't because you were trying to like dig or, or judge it was just because you really was inspired by what that person had said or you need to have that kind of network and especially from women to women I feel like you can connect that much more because I feel like only only women know what women go through you know and I think a a man would never be able to really get it like that exactly they can try and you know empathize and be cute and really (laughs) yes cute at understanding but there is obviously a difference between having first-hand experience and getting it to kind of someone telling you and then you'll be like oh yeah you know yeah I can understand but you can't really (laughs) no and that's why I just I think that it's so important that that places and and spaces and platforms that that are created for you know women or if there's if you feel like a outsider in any type of way like create your own space and I think that it's so powerful to just think of it like that and because it is it is that simple like if you don't fit in everywhere like create a space where you do and then bring in other people who also feel like you because if you feel like that chances are there's going to be tons of other people that feel the exact same and especially obviously you said it has turned into more of a group for black women specifically or I don't know how like what would you say like black women only or would you say it's a lot of like Asian women or 
it's um I think it's definitely become kind of like a black black women led for yeah. sure um most of my attendees are black women um we do get a few other people from different races but not as much yeah I don't know where that is I I think I literally don't know why it is maybe because it's like I would say my network but then I also always make sure I reach out to everyone but not everyone gets the vision and it just seems just so happens that black women get the vision yeah and I think as well maybe because maybe black women have never felt like they have had anywhere before so it's like they've seen, they've seen your space and they've seen what you're doing like they, they can relate to you they're like okay this girl she's a black woman she's successful she's created this space she's created this platform like I want to be a part of that so I feel like you've definitely like don't discredit yourself in that way I feel like as a black woman like you have obviously inspired people to jump on board with what you're doing and you have actually created that space where then more black people and more black women sorry have felt like they are comfortable enough to step forward and be like okay yeah I'm gonna be a part of this now which is so important and I think that definitely in a in a longevity sense I think it's it's important to make sure that things that we're doing are creating spaces for people who haven't been able to use their voices like that because they don't feel like they're being heard or they don't feel like they belong somewhere and obviously especially black women in in the UK and in so many other countries they don't have those spaces so I love that it's turned into that and it's great that it's turned into that naturally because I feel like that that's really a testament to you that that's the direction it was meant to go in do you get what I mean like you was put here to do that and you might not have known it at the time obviously law of attraction coming in again but you might not have realized that that necessarily was the vision but I think there's always things that are kind of in your subconscious and there's always things that you you kind of you have within you and inside of you that you might not even be aware of it but it's like you was meant to do that certain thing so I love that I love that it's turned into that and I feel like it's only gonna grow I've never saw it from this angle you know thanks (laughs) yeah I I feel like it's only gonna grow from from here and I've seen it grow in in the short time that I have been aware of it like since I've known you and stuff like that and obviously corona has hit so (laughs) a few of the plans that you probably had for this year have probably not gone your way but I'm definitely looking forward to when we can go out again and and go to events and networking events because I've missed it like I, I did make a point of starting to go to quite a few events and stuff like that and I feel like it's very in it's very valuable like it's it's such a valuable experience going to networking and meeting people that you don't know especially if you don't like meeting people that you don't know like that's even more reason to go because you will really realize why you need to (laughs) you know true it's true and and I've noticed obviously the the effort trying to move a lot of things online but it's not quite the same in the sense that you can't have you know 20 people speaking at once when you're online whereas you can in um in in like a face-to-face event yeah so it has its it has its benefits 100% and you know you're stuck in a room and sometimes you like I don't know these people I may never see them again unless I actually want to so you can kind of step out of your comfort zone and do things that you're not normally used to doing because for me like I definitely you know which might be quite surprising for quite a few people but I'm definitely an introverted person so for mm. me to speak to people, it takes a lot of energy, like a lot of my energy. And this is why after events, I like disappear for days because it's like, <laughs> I need to recoup. <laughs> you just see, you're literally like going home and plugging yourself into like a charger. Literally. And just sitting That's there and it. just recharging. <laughs> That's exactly it. So when you actually see people, you can actually try and, you know, it's like, okay, you went to an event on Monday, didn't really work out how you wanted. You didn't really speak to as many people as you wanted, but it's fine because there will be more and then you can try again the next time and yeah. you'll go from meeting one person to meeting 10 people in a night and you're like oh child I am you know I'm beat I, I, I did so well yeah so yeah I think um event space is very very important and I can't wait to get back to it yeah definitely I can't wait either and it just expands your horizons so much and just opens you up to, to so many things and it, it just gives you that sense of em- empowerment and and like I say especially for black women I think it is it's feeling empowered and being surrounded by people who empower you because that's going to give you your strength especially so much of what's going on at the moment I know it's been so hard for a lot of black women in that sense because it's like they feel like they're just screaming out and no one's really hearing them or or like no one's hearing their pain or things they've had to go through and no one's really kind of listening to how they've maybe been hurting for 
years of their life whereas when they're in these spaces it's like you have women there that can just relate to you and you can lift each other up and remind each other like look like you have a space in the world that you deserve to be here like even though you've been put down and you've been made to feel like you're not good enough and you're not being heard and and you're not being valued it's like you are valued and you do have a lot of power within you and it's it's just kind of pulling that Mm -hmm. out I'm definitely I'm really excited to to see what is going to happen with that (laughs) yes thank you girl let's talk about as well so so that's not the only one so you said you had more to tell me do you (laughs) so obviously we've got hsc then yeah obviously me and you have a little collabo we both manage an artist so he is a rapper called alami still so we've been managing him for quite a while now almost a year can you believe it yeah that's mad isn't it so we met like yeah nearly a year ago now and yeah so you both do that on the side as well and what else do you do (laughs) because I wouldn't I'm curious for myself now (laughs) oh lord have mercy so there have been two two more things that have been going on so um actually yeah I'll say two and then in my spare time I've been kind of doing as much as I can on like the Black Lives Matter movement and helping people kind of draft letters draft emails to their MPs um just dealing with the general movement and their individual um kind of life and well-being Mm. so helping people with like landlord and tenant issues um immigration issues different things not necessarily in my capacity as a lawyer but more as in someone who can kind of put compelling statements together and kind of pull you know information from different areas which not not many people everyone can do it but not everyone's bothered to do it and not everyone has the patience or time to do it people out with that but that's like literally not even in the mix that's just something that I have been doing (laughs) that's a little sprinkle on top of what you're saying sprinkle on top but um the, the the first kind of extra new things so I am now on the young women's advisory council at forward so Forward UK is a, a non-governmental organisation that basically campaigns and fights against violence towards young women and children. It's not actually just young women, it's actually all women and children. Yeah. So there's a main focus on FGM. So a lot of women who obviously have been victims of, they call it like sexual cleansing, which is awful. And they have some really awful 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 surgeries they're not surgeries they're just done in like some back room done to them I know it's awful and when I was getting trained so we had to go through training and we were we weren't even shown actual images of the types of FGM so FGM stands for female genital mutilation I wasn't even seeing full images of it I was they were showing me on a plastic it was images of a plastic makeup of the types of kind of there's like three or four different types of FGM and at one point I had to switch off my camera because we was on zoom and I had to go lie down I was almost about to faint and I'm like this is what women go through unbelievable and I can't even take it just by looking at a a plastic makeup oh man unbelievable no I don't think I could yeah that is a big one for me because I am you know I hope that I've shown through the things that I do in my life that I I'm all for the progress and betterment of the, the lives of women. So um, that was just a natural fit for me. And we've had like a few events going on and it's quite good. So hopefully, again, once we're back into the face-to-face mode, we'll be um, putting in on more face-to-face events. So there's that. Um, I have, it's really in the early stages and I don't even know if I should say so much of this, but I'm basically starting a new business. It centers around self-care. It centers around alternative medicine. It's it's not really medicine. It's like herbal medicine in a sense. I don't want to say too much because basically in my research, I've not seen any Black-owned companies doing this, but it's something that I do to de-stress. It's coming almost every week now because I am stressed sometimes. <laughs> so um, this sounds amazing, girl. You need to hit me up with yeah, that whenever you have yeah. those prototypes. You yes. need to. Say, I'll, I'll do a review for you. Hundred <laughs> percent. And you know what? I was even going to say because basically, I've literally got some sample bottles in today. So we're currently researching different combinations. But once we have the combinations together. I um, was looking for about four or five people to test them. So if you want to test them, because I know you're into this stuff. So yeah. I will definitely send you some samples. And then it's going to have like a so little exciting. survey. 
yeah Amazing. when we're off when we're off um, recording i'll definitely tell you way more about it <laughs> yeah don't yeah i was gonna say don't say too much don't give the people too yeah. much like let, let, saying, follow let, me on let instagram marinate. and then you know when it launches in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i'm gonna give you a chance to plug yourself so people can follow yeah. you um but yeah that's so exciting so yeah. obviously you have so much going on and i love yeah. the fact that so much of it is for the betterment of others and specifically women which I'm such an advocate for myself and I love that so much so how would you say that because I feel like helping others take so much of your personal energy (laughs) and I don't think people speak about this enough and I think when you are a person who is quite an empath like myself I feel everything I feel everyone's emotions and I really do have to switch off otherwise it completely drains me and I've been told this by multiple people I've been to you know like clairvoyance and and whatever you want to call them psychics and things like that and they've all said to me like look like you are basically a sponge and when you walk around you just absorb everyone's shit and that is why you feel like shit sometimes because you're just taking it all in and they're like you need to make sure that you are on top of your self-care you're looking after yourself you're doing things that help to rid you of negativity and stuff like that so obviously because you love to empower and help people that means that you care but with caring comes you know a certain amount of baggage so how do you um obviously I know you've spoken about your new business which which has been helping you but we can't say too much about that (laughs) how else do you stay on top of it like how do you stay on top of your self-care make sure that that you're good so that you can get up and function every day (laughs) (laughs) um it's yeah it's a weird one Um, I'm definitely with you in the sense of absorbing people's kind of issues their the energy I absorb everything and it's a shame but also very very amazing at the same time um in terms of balancing it one thing that I'm and I'm still learning I'm learning every single day now more than ever I think I'm at my most calm normally one like my my anxiety sits at like an eight Mm. so the smallest thing will push me to a 10 if that makes sense so then I will just be like a big fat mess like absolutely I can relate but now (laughs) (laughs) but now I feel like because um because I've kind of taken the steps that I'll explain I have managed to reduce my anxiety to probably I probably sit about a four right now which is the best news ever for me because I'm such an angry person yeah but um in terms of how I've done it so what I do is essentially I make lists I make so many lists I've got so many planners in this house I don't need any more. <laughs> but I'm the same. I make loads of lists. Yeah. <laughs> to do lists, lists of, of thoughts that come into my mind because I get loads of really inspiring, fantastic thoughts. But if I think it at nine o'clock, by nine oh five, that thought is gone and I don't remember what it was. So unless I write it down, say say goodbye to that thought yeah. basically. So I make a lot of notes on my laptop, my phone, my notepads, random envelope papers lying around my house. <laughs> I make them everywhere. <laughs> Um, and that helps me. So I also, I also got a whiteboard in my room and it's big enough to kind of put a good amount of information on. That helps me a lot because obviously once I've dealt with something, once I know that an idea is kind of in actual form or maybe I've actually executed the idea, I could just rub it off. Definitely. Nice. Um, so I make loads of lists. I also have started listening to myself. And I know that sounds, it's like, what? But when you listen to yourself, when you know that you're feeling a particular way, stop and try and find out what is causing it so uh, the fact that I take a lot of things on also means that I for some reason and I hate this about myself but I care too much about what people think about me far too much about what people think and so little things like that really affect me and if I'm feeling down sometimes I stop and think why am I thinking down is this something that I can change or is this something that someone outside of me has kind of imposed on me if it's someone outside of me someone that I can't control and an element that I can't make go away then I have to just let it go like I actually have to let it go because I'm really dramatic I'll just die on the floor like (laughs) (laughs) she said I'll just die no but I completely I completely relate so much that I know exactly what you mean yeah and if you're feeling some type of way like I do different things so I'll stop and just be like what just happened that made me feel like this because 10 minutes ago I was fine and if it might be because I just read something that was really upsetting again you know I get it it's upsetting and I'm the kind of person that gets upset by things I see cool but I can't do anything about it right now so let it go 
if it's um if it's like an emotional depression like thing i'll go into my flow app and check how far away my cycle is if it's seven days away i know exactly what it's causing oh this depression and it God. will pass the amount of times i've done that where i've been like what is wrong with me and then all of a sudden i'll sit there and think yeah. and i'll be like no i figured it out and then i'll like you say i'll check my diary and i'm like yep this is exactly and i'll i'll literally i'll cut myself a little bit of slack after that because i'm like look Chloe, yeah you clearly can't help it it's okay <laughs> literally that's it that's it and and once I learned to start doing it listen it's been a long journey and even then I'm still not there but I've dealt with like life coaches a really really good one Mariam I'll send you her page actually Mariam's fantastic and she's a black woman and she's Harley Street trained and she is so open I'll just come to her and be like listen something's going on (laughs) (laughs) and she will listen and she will break it down and she will ask in such a way that it makes you you know the answer the answer is in your head you just can't dissect it yet definitely and sometimes you just need those prompting questions and then and they'll let you know that actually it's not that big of a deal I'm fine thanks yeah and then you move on so yeah those are the those are the main two things aside from like um actual physical self-care relaxation type of things those are the other two so um kind of just stopping and thinking and listening to my body and my mind and then uh, making these lists because if it's not in my calendar it's not happening yeah, honestly because <laughs> I don't know about when it when <laughs> you said lists I literally could relate so much because I have a list I have a list for my list you know that type of way where it's just like <laughs> stupid like there's so many lists going on I have about 10 different notebooks and I've got like lists in my yep. phone in my notes section then I've got you know that app called reminders do you ever use that where you can like bullet point yeah. it yeah I've got things in that but they're all in different places because I feel like there's different types of lists like that oh, yes. I can't even explain it to you but yeah 100 percent and especially with the ideas popping in your head thing that can be very overwhelming because I have so many thoughts and because I'm the type of person where I have so much going on and I've got so many different projects that I'm working on if you just have one project say if you think think of something that you need to do nine times out of ten that one thing's probably going to stay floating in your mind because it's the only thing that is is there yeah but when you say you've got like six projects with all different things to do within those things if something pops into your head to do with one of them things you are not going to remember it in five minutes time in Mm. 10 minutes time so it is so important to make sure if you are that kind of person where you're constantly doing a million things that just write it down even if you think at the time that Uh it might not even be important sometimes I've well a lot of the time I'll be trying to think of that thing that I thought of and I'm like I know it was important but what was it and I should have just written it down like yeah and it's like in my mind I'll be like oh I should really write this down and be like no no no, I'm gonna remember Then when I forget, I'm like, I should have wrote that down. Literally, it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. And then you get anxious. Then then that's what causes anxiety for me yes. because I'm like, oh my God, why well, can't I remember that? It was really important. It's going to it's gonna be so detrimental to my life now. Yes. That I can't remember it. 100%. <laughs> I, oh my God, oh. that is exactly the cycle that goes on in my mind because then, and then I'm like, oh, if it's to do with someone else, then my image is tarnished and they're going to think I'm so unreliable yep. and blah, 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 blah. And unorganized oh, and mate honestly just just <laughs> literally moral of the story is write it down, write it down. Um, <laughs> and also what you said about um listening to yourself that is so important as well and I just want to touch on especially if you do have you know multiple projects going on or you know a side hustle or different things that you're doing sometimes really just step back and think if I don't get this thing done today is it important mm. is it going to be life or death that I don't finish this one thing to do with this or or that like and I think sometimes I really have to sit myself down and say that because mm-hmm. I'll be up till 3 4 a.m in the morning doing something and I could have just gone to bed at a decent time woke up early the next day and just got it done then because it, it wasn't something that needed to be done ASAP do you get what I mean so I think it's just it is listening to your body because sometimes your body needs a break but you can be on autopilot and you can be thinking well no 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 if I don't get it done like I need to get it done because your anxiety brain will kick in and be like well no if you don't do it then then you're just wasting time or you're being lazy or like I'll literally convince myself that I'm so unproductive but in actual fact I'm literally doing that way too much Mm -hmm. so I think it's just it is stepping away and looking outside of yourself and like you say when you have someone there like a life coach or even like a therapist or someone they are able to pose those questions to you and 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 dig a little deeper in that sense and ask you look like why are you doing that or why do you think you're feeling like that or blah 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 but then it's over time I think you do you do start to train yourself to do it with yourself and you become that 
that therapist or or that life coach for yourself and I think once you get to that place you feel more in control because you know that you have the power to literally switch things on and then switch things off again and at some point you're just going to get exhausted with always feeling so negative not everyone believes in like a life coach and all that stuff but when you realize how powerful it can be just to bounce your ideas bounce what's going on off someone else and again that's something that our community needs to do a lot more of talk to people you don't have to internalize every single thing that goes on it's not healthy that's not how we were made as people we were made people can die from being lonely like they can be by themselves you know when people like isolation and like they go a bit like crazy crazy (laughs) yeah literally so speak to people there's no harm in it like I'm not saying broadcast your business from the lighthouse I'm not saying do that but (laughs) just talk to someone there must be one person in your life and even if there isn't call at me holler at me seriously I I'm always available to talk to people like if you take piss then you'll know you're taking a piss because my response (laughs) but definitely holler at me because I I feel like I know far too many people sometimes I I kind of forget some things um so why not talk to someone you probably won't remember next week exactly that's what you need that's how you should advertise um your services shouldn't it talk to me because I'll forget anyway (laughs) (laughs) no but I think more time as well when you do actually speak to someone like I always I've always believed in that in that phrase a problem shared is a problem halved because I do I do genuinely think sharing it just it squashes it into a place where it doesn't like you're saying it sometimes you can literally be saying it and it doesn't even sound yes quite as bad as it did when it was in your head um but also nine times out of ten there's so many other people out there who are either going through the exact same stuff or have been through the exact same stuff or feeling the same way as you and you realize that you're just really not alone and you then think okay if I spoke about this sooner I wouldn't have had this on my on my heart for so So long long, and suffered with it when there's other people who are also struggling and we can help each other you know like this is exactly it for anyone who is thinking about going into maybe like another business or a side hustle or if you already do that and you've related to this episode in the sense of you do feel like you're just thin like spreading yourself so thinly through everything I think it's just it's really listening to yourself and just having boundaries and just knowing that certain things can wait and your mental health your physical health and all of that stuff is always your main priority exactly there's no point pouring from an empty cup and I think that's another thing as well if you if you love to help people and you love to to be that person for people just remember that if if you're empty then you can't even help other people so you're not only doing yourself a disservice you're doing other people a disservice as well and I feel like I always try and remind myself but I know that sometimes I need to practice what I preach (laughs) because it's so much easier said than done and when you're so passionate about stuff you do you just you just go in head first and you're like no I need to get it done and I need to do this I need to do that and yeah you end up learning the hard way that actually you know like take take two two breaks and chill (laughs) absolutely completely agree with you (laughs) okay so before we go I ask this question to all of my guests which is what does being self-made mean to you Hmm. what's a question yeah when I read this question (laughs) I was just like oh god I don't know (laughs) I think for me self-made is literally what it's says on the tin in the sense that you've done this off your own back off your own accord that doesn't mean that you've done it alone you can do whatever you want in collaboration and actually one thing that I think isn't explored enough is the power of collaboration there's so much in it there's so much that both parties can gain from it and you can end up seeing things from a completely different perspective so doing things off your own back off your own willingness and actually coming towards the end of it and saying listen I did that I did that you have to recognize it if you didn't recognize it it's not self-made because you didn't do it you have to (laughs) you have to recognize what you've done and that's something for me that's a reminder for myself I never stop and think yo I did that you know I never ever do it and it's it's something that I need to improve on so yeah for me that's what it is doing things off your own back 
but utilizing your resources utilizing your network your community this is the reason why it's there yeah 100 percent, and that's refreshing actually because I think a lot of people think that to be self-made it's like I have to do everything by myself and I have to struggle and struggle and and, and do all these things like on my mm-hmm. own because I want to I want to be able to say I made it and I think it's just knowing that you've still done it yourself but I think it's like your network mm. is important and I think everyone needs a helping hand sometimes you can't do everything on your own and I feel like you shouldn't do everything exactly. on your own because like we've been saying you just end up being exhausted and and just holding too much in as well even if it's just doing everything yourself but then also just having a network of people that you can you know speak to offload on if you need to whether that's in a business sense maybe you need to ask some questions maybe you need to get a second opinion or um yeah a second opinion is great also as well um especially because when you do stuff creatively especially you can you can spend so long looking at the same thing that you it, it doesn't even look how it should look in your mind anymore because you've said it for too long yes with anything actually not even just creatively but even if you was writing say an email or something like that I think it's just you know a second opinion is always great that doesn't discredit you and that doesn't mean that you haven't done the work it just means that you've you know you just want a little bit of support and a little bit of direction from someone and an opinion and yeah you can't pick out the issues now that's a different way to think of it actually and I love that I love that this this episode has kind of embodied the power of your community and the power of your your network like having those people around you okay so I'm going to give you the chance now to plug yourself so everyone can follow you and we need because we need to know what this mystery business is as well so if it sounded like it appeals to you which definitely appeals to me and you're wondering what it is definitely give Pfizer a follow so yeah plug your your personals and also your um your socials for her sister circle as well sure will do so I'm literally I'm going to go on the pages because boy, right. <laughs> so um, at the moment, the best way to find me and her sister circle is on Instagram. So my um, Instagram is at Pfizer Belly. I'll leave that to you to write down. Yeah, just write down for me, Chloe. <laughs> yeah, it will be in the description. It will be in the description. <laughs> um, and the HSC Instagram is her sister's circle. So literally just um, the full name best way to find us we have a website that's currently being um developed i say currently because i'm doing that as well so <laughs> so once, I, once I finally finish that literally <laughs> once i finally finish that it'll be it'll be up and running and then hopefully we will create some kind of a mailing list and then um for those who aren't necessarily on instagram can keep in touch with when we hold our next events and stuff like that so that's the that's the goal um and yes so follow us and just stay tuned and there is a helpline on the hse page so um if you kind of scroll down into one of the images it's called the hsc but the c instead of circle stands for crisis so her sister's crisis line literally just ring it if you ever want to talk to anyone just ring it and someone's going to pick up the phone someone will be able to be able to talk to you this kind of goes back to be saying you don't necessarily have to know the people that you kind of want to offload on anyone who's ready and willing will be at the other end of that line so yeah do utilize that definitely definitely thank you and what an amazing way to end our episode I love that and definitely check her out guys check out Pfizer check out her sister circle everyone and anyone is welcome it's just such a safe place and that's just what I love about it so yeah definitely check it out and Pfizer thank you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with me today no worries thanks for having me this is really good (laughs) oh it's been amazing it's been so fun and until next time guys I will see you soon